I'll bring it up angsty-like. Just <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot. Yeah. Speaking of something, it's like I have no segues. Okay, no, don't do that. Don't do that because you're confused. Okay. We're the Reading Queens, and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're back for another episode. A welcome or welcome back. We're thrilled you're here. I'm Valia. I'm Kate. I'm Tess. And I'm Clary. And welcome back, ladies. I'm excited you're back for another episode. How's everybody doing? What's What have you been up to since you've been here? Especially Clary, because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, Clary, what have you been doing? Oh, what am I doing? Um, ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot yeah life life yeah we've got bunnies the bunnies are doing well um one of our bunnies had to have his teeth pulled out because they're growing too fast and they don't line up so um oh no yeah. is he gonna get new ones or are they gone just forever no they're gone it's uh rabbit teeth grow all the time so they get worn down as they eat but his weren't lining up so they weren't grow they weren't getting worn down so they were just growing longer and longer and he eventually has them going up his nose and having them ground down <laughs> having them ground down every month is is not very much fun so um he we've had them extracted because that's better for the bunnies in the long run and you know he's not yet a year so he can learn to to eat he's still got his back teeth it's just the, the front teeth so front. he can do that oh yeah Poor bunnies. I know. I did not know that. <laughs> How many bunnies do you have? We have five bunnies. Five. We started off with two, and then we got three wow. more. Ooh, I wonder, I wonder how, how that happened. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> and steps have been taken, so no more will be coming. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> there you go. Got to plan ahead. Yeah. That's funny. I just saw a bunny, actually. We have bunnies in Arizona. Um... We have a property up north that has like the big jack rabbits, which are not bunnies, but the rabbits that, you know, they're not really pretty. <laughs> they're kind of kind of ugly version of a bunny, I guess. But the other day I actually saw a little bunny and they're just so cute because they do that thing where they stare at you and they kind of just go super still and they put the ears back and they just kind of like sit there like, don't look at me, I'm not here. But I was just like, I just want to hold you. And it's, you know, all gray and then has like a big... <laughs> round tail like a little pom-pom tail on the yeah. back i don't know they're so cute oh <laughs> well, three of ours are what's called lion head rabbit so they've got like a big floofy mane oh, they look like yeah. lions that's cool <laughs> they're, they're super cute that's cute i love it yeah it's adorable anyway what about yeah. tess what, it, what have you been up to <laughs> Oh, just the usual of writing. I've got my fae or my new uh, fairy tale retelling out in the world. So my head is swimming with fairy tales and fae and, you know, just petting dogs and, you know, harassing my cat. Just normal things. Just what you do. Yeah. <laughs> really healthy life things. <laughs> True. You got you got to harass your pets for sure. Yeah, Kay. that's what they're there for. <laughs> yes. Kay, what about you? <laughs> Oh, just the usual for me. I got caught up in a lot of books that I had meant to read a finish like a while ago, and I finally finished a bunch, That's so that was nice. exciting. 
Always yeah. good to finish a book. <laughs> I haven't been finishing a lot of books. I mean, yeah. I've been reading the books for the podcast, but outside of that, like everything I pick up, I'm like, mm, I don't think so, <laughs> which is sad because like I wanted to get so much reading done in like the first half of 2021 and it like did not happen. You know what I noticed? <laughs> well, it's... No, you go. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was going to say that if I make these big plans and I'm like, I'm going to read all these books, uh, then I don't read them. But if I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to read that much this month. I'll just maybe, I'll probably get like one or two books read or at least like start a book. And then I read a bunch of books. So I don't think that's normal for yeah. like most readers who are like, I'm going to read 20 books this month. And then they read 25. I am not like that. <laughs> I, I go through times where I read like, a book in a few days and I'll read like a few books in like a week and then I'll have like three weeks where I don't read anything it's really unpredictable (laughs) yeah I do that too it's always a cycle and it and it's also like how busy am I in my life and if it's like a busier time then I'm just not reading as much but then it's then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have all this time. I got to finish yeah. these books. Well, you know how you know? I like so. took March off for Lefric from my writing, right? And I thought I was going to ca- yeah. catch up on a lot of reading in March. It didn't. So <laughs> now I have to catch up with it in the later. <laughs> your brain, your brain just needed just a no break words. still. That was why <laughs> you were taking okay. a break. You know what? Yeah. That is fine. But hopefully yeah. now I'll start reading because like I have like a whole like I don't know, my Kindle is, like, so full of stuff oh, that I've been just, yeah. like, eager Ugh. to read, like, eager. And then I have, like, my, obviously, the 21 for 21 that I'm still trying to make through because I've just been really bad about it. And then, like, there's a couple of other books that I just, like, recently came out that I got, like, either in the book of the month box or something like that that is just, like, wants my attention. But I just haven't been able to concentrate long enough to, like, get through through any of it but we'll see hopefully I don't know so that's what I've been doing with my life <laughs> nothing <laughs> definitely that's why you took a break that was good that's true but it's I mean the break's over it's been over so like yeah. my brain's gotta start working here you know a little bit yeah. at least it would be helpful but anyway speaking of I don't know, nothing. Books. <laughs> books. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of books, um, I did have a fun question for you all. Um, I guess I'm just going to ask it since I went with it. But who is your favorite <laughs> villain and why? So I want to know because villain like, OK, the reason I picked this question really quick is because there's just been like a lot of talk about villains lately, especially like in young adult books. I mean, it's been a while uh, like around for a while, but with like the Shadow and Bone coming out and like there's just like a lot of that talk so I'm just really curious please answer my question who is your favorite <laughs> villain why who has to go okay. first yep. me I don't you know are. okay <laughs> okay so I am one of those people that I don't like if I was to choose a favorite character or a top 10 or whatever there would not be a villain anywhere near that list. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. I um, I think it's hard for me to say that there are villains that I love. I, I don't know that I would phrase it like that. 
But I definitely, there are definitely villains that it's like, I can appreciate so much that they're Mm well-written and I can appreciate that they're compelling. And I do love that, you know? I I am not one of those people that is just like, oh, I love this villain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm more like, oh, I love how they're written. I love how, you know, how believable it is. Those kinds of things. So um, one of my favorite villains, well, also, like, I hate her, you know, <laughs> is, uh, I don't know how to say it, but Levana. I knew I it. I knew it. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> big surprise, right? <laughs> it's my big thing, the Lunar Chronicles. But I just love that she is, like, she really wants the, I wouldn't say the best for her, um, for Lunar, you know, the the moon that she rules but she does like believe she's doing the best Mm -hmm. for them you know I mean she's selfish for sure also but you can see that she's just like I understand the politics so much better than my sister who's supposed to be the queen (laughs) you know so it's like why why shouldn't I be in charge and you know I mean all these things and that I mean the thing is she's right she does understand the politics Mm -hmm. she does she does care about those things more and and she really does like try to do the best thing for lunar and so i i do find that very compelling i love that idea that it's like the villain i you know they say the villain believes they're the hero Mm -hmm. and so villains that are written like that where you can see that they believe they're the hero i i love those kinds of villains i love the way that they're written um, there is one, I don't know if I should say it because it irritated me. <laughs> say it. <laughs> but, okay. So I feel like this kind of was right on the line of doing that. Um, but the Queen Titania from the Iron Face series. Oh, yeah. She is so mean (laughs) but also like she is treated so badly and and for me reading that book I'm like of course she acts like that you know what I mean and I feel like she never gets that kind of recognition in the book which is funny for me because I'm not usually sympathetic to any kind of villains I'm just like whatever you're evil I don't care you know (laughs) but I just felt like that was never addressed in the book that she is so horrible to people so mean girl you know she's like the classic mean girl but but also I'm like the things that the way that her husband treats her and stuff like that I'm like who wouldn't be (laughs) who wouldn't act like that you know but maybe that was the point you know maybe that was the way it was intended and it's just never specifically addressed um so anyway that was those are my thoughts yeah I know I really liked the um, Levana novel, uh, novella in the Lunar Chronicles. I felt that really, I mean, for me, she hadn't been a sympathetic character until I read that novella from her point of view. And then it's like, wow, actually what she does makes sense. I thought that was just a stunning yeah. piece of writing, you know, to be able to. So yeah. well done. I was so depressed after reading yeah. that. Like, I'm not kidding. I was, I needed, <laughs> I needed to recover, yeah. okay? <laughs> but it was very well yeah. written. And I agree, it really helped you understand her motivations mm. a lot. That's interesting too. Okay, so can I, like, before Tess answers, 
now a segue <laughs> do we like then having that like novella because i feel like that has happened a few times now where there's like a novella or a novel from the villain's point of view and like i think we talked about this in the last episode because um i think stacy read the president snow book mm. and so because oh. we talked about anti-heroes yeah and um I don't know if I like I don't like reading stuff like that but since it makes you like more sympathetic to the villain like the difference I would think is like the Hunger Games it's all written from Katniss's point of view right whereas the Lunar Chronicles every book is a different point of view yeah they they okay every book has lots lots of different points of view and it's a new story and there's new characters added so Mm -hmm. it's a very different series from and and I guess the the Levana story does happen before chronologically in the series, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it is. It is kind of a prequel yeah. mostly. I think. I think the very end of it maybe happens. It like catches mm-hmm. up to real time. It might be in the past. I don't remember for sure. Interesting. But most of it is in the past. For me, I really, really wish that I had read it in between books three and four. Okay. But I read all the books and then I read it. Mm. And that was just like broke my spirit. Like the last thing that I <laughs> wrote, read, series, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then it's okay because then I bought Stars Above, the little novella collection. So then I was good again. <laughs> but... um. I wish that I had read it in publication mm. order. That's okay. when it was published, was in between three and four. And I think I would have appreciated book four more. And I think, you know, it would have helped heal my spirit after being <laughs> broken. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. I read it between three and four. And um, it did, yeah, because yeah. then you get the ending of book four and it's, it's, yeah. better again it's better again yeah i'm not gonna say any more than that <laughs> yes <laughs> i will say i'm not usually a fan of villain stories in general so i i mean like i'm still glad i read it but also i'm not ever going to be the kind of person that actively looks right. for those kinds of books you know yeah. that's interesting all right sorry tess for taking your spotlight there for a second (laughs) oh no i am like okay so my favorite villain and this is really hard because i can't even remember why i liked him so much and i always forget his name and maybe it's because he's played by david Tennant. but um (sighs) whatever his name was in jessica jones it's like something stupid it's like death death do you know what i'm talking about yeah it was his name Okay, it's continue like, talking while I look it up. <laughs> okay, look it up for me. But I don't remember because it's been so long since I watched it. But like he was such a good, well-written villain. And I'm the same way as Kay where I'm not going to like, I never love the villain. Like, oh my gosh, I just love that villain. What a great person. But I love when they're written or displayed well in a way where you just like, I don't know. I just don't even know what it was. It was, he was very strong. He was really powerful and you kind of understood and you kind of felt bad for him when he realized that like, he wasn't like his, um, how he interpreted what his powers were doing, like controlling Jessica was not her perspective at all. Like mm-hmm. he was like, no, you like, you liked me. And she's like, no, I didn't. Right. And so it was, he was just so compelling. And I mean, David Tennant is an amazing actor and I like love everything that I've seen him in. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe he just portrayed it really well, but he was like, every time people ask me that question, I'm like, I know who it is. Valya, did you look up what his name is? 
the purple man. <laughs> Wait, the purple man? <laughs> That's his name? Okay, my husband just sidebar- sidebarred me. That's what it, what did he say? It's Kilgrave. Yes, okay. Not but that's but it's funny because he's billed as the purple man and I was like, that's not it. And that's so I so was weird. like, can't read like I wasn't gonna read the whole like Wikipedia yeah. to find it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I actually really, really loved him as a villain too. That was my favorite season of Jessica Jones because yeah, he it was, was just so good. Yes. And yeah, like those like the factors that he like didn't see himself. Like you said, Kay, like, you know, the villains think that they're the hero of the story. But in his mind, like, he really did just have the, this whole different storyline in his head <laughs> when it came to what he was doing. That's a good one. Yeah. And his de- like, OK, sorry, spoiler, but like the villains die at the end of season. So just get over yeah. it. Like, <laughs> he dies. Um, it was like one of those ones where I'm like disappointed but just like I was waiting for him just like Mm -hmm. oh man you got he's got to like get what's coming to him at the same time I was just like disappointed I'm like there goes a really well-written character (laughs) so long um but also like another thing that um I don't know Kay made me think of this too and I don't really remember why but we are watching um we're watching Harry Potter from the beginning all the movies with my daughter and since I've seen it so many times for some reason this time around I'm like watching everything from the Slytherin's point of view Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've thought about this before where like I'm just imagining myself being not one of the bad guys in Slytherin but just one of the ones who studies really hard is maybe really powerful and likes dark magic a little bit but you're like not a bad person you're getting all these really good grades you helped get the points as high as they are Mm -hmm. you followed all the rules and you're doing a great job and then these kids who get attention for doing for not following the rules all the time get these (laughs) stipulations where they're like oh Slytherin you thought you won the house cup last minute after you've already celebrated and feeling really good about yourself surprise these kids did some weird stuff and on a technicality they get all these points and I'm like I would turn into a super villain from this yeah. I did all my homework that's your, I like, that's your super villain yeah like story. I just really want to be recognized for doing such a good job at my work and no nobody pays attention to me so it's yeah I like put myself in that position I'm just like oh my gosh Harry would drive me insane if I was a Slytherin yeah, that's like yeah. that's I feel like similar to what I was saying with Queen Titania. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what reminded you know? me. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny because um, TikTok is like went through a whole state of where they were like Draco was like the hero of like all these videos, right? <laughs> and it's funny to me because like years back, people were very like the Slytherin is like the bad house and like we know we don't go there blah blah blah, like all this stuff against Slytherin and then suddenly with like Draco coming out as being this like misunderstood bad boy and they're making all these videos suddenly people are like I want to be a Slytherin and like all this stuff (laughs) and it's just like they're seeing it from a different you know different point of view like kind of like you put it just now Mm -hmm. where it's like what if you're just one of the kids in the house that are like wants to work really hard yeah (laughs) yeah and so they like did the bunch of videos like that that I've like seen on my for you page because it's both stuff so it like shows up you know and it's just so fascinating because your like mindset can really change just you know from like learning more or like reading something else like with Kay like reading the the book about like the villain like if you read it between books and three and four like it would have been different you know what I mean like it's, I don't know it's just mm-hmm. 
sorry, I'm just getting a little nerdy and like it's excited about it. <laughs> it is true. This is a more modern idea that, you know, it used to be that there was good and there was bad. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely within the last probably 100 years, maybe. I mean, that line's probably not like a strong exact line I'm sure there's a lot of gray area there but where this idea has come through that it's you know the villain may be bad and you still may need to destroy them or stop them or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's they're not all bad they believe they're the hero you know I mean that there's these gray this gray area in your characters and it's cool I feel like it's added another depth Mm. to books that didn't exist there's a there's a really interesting series by Will White where he takes mm-hmm. the same story and he tells it from both sides of the conflict. So he's releasing the book simultaneously. Um, one from, you know, one from one side and one from... So he's got two characters. So he's got two point mm-hmm. of view characters. And one has their series. And the books are named with the... Like it's of something. All the books are of something and something. And the opposite character's book is with the two things the other way around. Um, That's oh, interesting okay. concept so like yeah. of ice and snow and then of snow and ice so you know they're the pair oh, okay, okay. but he's releasing them at the set so he's releasing book one of both point of views and then he released book two of both point of views um Oh, cool. That is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I just read another series too that it's basically there are these two countries going to war against each other but you're on the side of both sides mm. i guess <laughs> on the sides of both sides. you're rooting for both sides which i thought was just so interesting i'm like that is such a compelling idea that you want both sides to win yeah and yeah that's cool that is pretty cool i know i'll have to look it up that. too because i'm like that i'm curious that's a lot of work yeah. writing the same story twice yeah. but like yeah. in a completely different well, mindset they, they don't the yeah. two characters don't spend all the time together so they do interact but mostly they're doing other stuff their own yeah. thing yeah but i'm just thinking like mm. as a writer from my point of view like i live in you know my character's head right yeah. so it's like you live this story as character a mm-hmm. and then you have to go back and live the same exact story as character b so it's like i don't know it's just it's so fascinating yeah. to oh, me absolutely I don't, yeah yeah i don't know if i can do it anyway clary <laughs> what's your favorite villain <laughs> um my favorite villain well i don't know if he's favorite villain but certainly the one that stuck with me is okay. um from the crown of um crown of stars series by kate elliott and he's called okay he's called hugh and he is the local priest where the main character, the main female character, um, lives. And he he's meant to be beautiful, and I mean, he's really ambitious and arrogant. And um, I think he's like the bastard son of some noble woman. Um, and so he feels he's got this power, and he's going to go, and he's going to make his work mark on the world. And he realizes that she has a certain amount of magic or she has access to magic, or she, she's learnt it from her father, and she has this book, and she spends a lot of time trying to protect this book from him. Um, anyway, she okay. it, it, it's a bit dark at the beginning of the story, because he ends up enslaving her, and it's not very nice. Um, he's, <laughs> he's quite mean to her. Um, but I think about, yeah, fairly early in the book, he, she then escapes from him, 
and she spends a lot of time okay. trying to stay away from him and learn what else is going on in the world and um they bump into each other again a number of times it's a seven book series um so there's there's quite a lot oh, of other stuff going on and it's all. quite complicated <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she okay. has to come to terms, learn her heritage and where she's from and um learn the magic stuff that her father never um taught her but it's really quite interesting and then they have this big face off at the end so yeah nice. yeah that's the, yeah. always the best right <laughs> <laughs> big face off that is but yeah he, he's I'll really slimy and he's really you know he thinks that he's he's going to be the one he thinks that he's going to be the bee's knees and he's going to be the one to to show everybody that actually magic because magic's actually outlawed in the world you're not meant to practice it um but and the magicians are called mathematics mathematici which I think is great. You tie into oh. to math. That's <laughs> oh, cute. <cool. laughs> um, huh. So yeah, it's a really and it's also an interesting series because it's set in um, medieval times, but rather lots of these ones are set in Britain, whereas this one's actually set on the continent. So it's set in um, based on Germany and France and the Netherlands, the Low Country, where I am. That's yeah. cool. I love it. I love it when books have just like a little mm. bit different setting from what is, I mean, the most common ones are fun yeah. too. There's a reason they're common. Right. People yeah. like them, you know, so that's fine. But I just like it when mm. it's a little bit different like that. That's cool. Yeah. Or a lot different. Like a lot <laughs> different too. We just like it all. <laughs> it's also a matriarchal world. So um, first daughter inherits. Ooh. I don't think I've seen that. It's like it's quite very often. No, yeah, but yeah, it's full of really um, strong female characters and and lots of sword fighting and and things. So it's All cool. Right, sign me up. We're yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a really slimy villain. <laughs> yes, clearly. Yeah, the one that's stuck with you. Yeah, that's funny. I was trying to figure out like what villain would stand out in my mind, and it was really hard because. I don't think I've read very many villainy books like recently. You know, my most of my reading has been like either like standalones or where it's just like one bad and done. And a lot of it is like internal villain tree. <laughs> That's how that happens. Is that yeah. a word? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have to overcome something yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like stuff like that. And so um, I don't know why, but I started thinking of Sherlock Holmes and like Professor Moriarty. Like, I, I think he's, like, a good villain, but, like, not a written villain because I did, like, some research um, about it because I was like, okay, like, you know, what is, what's his story? Because, like, I wanted to know more before we, like, went into it. And I found out that he was, like, written actually just to be, like, the hero's end and he wasn't even going to be, like, that big bad, like, big bad that became part of the Sherlock Holmes life. But, like, with the in recent times he's like become the villain that is that we remember yeah. and like somebody said he, like Moriarty became more than Moriarty and I was like that's like fascinating so like the media and like you know took this character and made him into like a bigger villain that he was but yeah I like really like him and I think it's just because he's like smart like he's not a stupid like there's so many stupid villains like <laughs> <laughs> yeah know, like but he's just like oh i'm just evil and like i evil do evil stuff but it's like no like 
um he has like reasoning for everything he does and he like you know what i mean and he's like he can go up against like this detective who is like the smartest and you know i love i love smart villains and i think that was like the part that stood out to me um because my dad and i we just rewatched like the Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League mm. and uh, four four hours it was so long <laughs> um, <laughs> I have so many emotions about that because so many people have been saying mm. oh it's like much better than Whedon's version and all this stuff and I was like okay well, like I'm gonna I'm I have to dedicate the time and I have to see it for myself and like one of the things that really stood out with me f- is that the villain was so bad like so bad <laughs> because the villain that actually like plays the part in the movie like the steppenwolf forever i was just like okay well he's just not even the villain he's like the the minion that is sent by the bigger villain right and then the bigger villain is like kind of shown a little bit more in this cut and i'm like i what is your motivation like what do you want like what what is your story like with thanos so when you say the villain was bad you mean badly written yes like with thanos in the marvel universe like with the movies you know that made the comics mm. like big and stuff you saw his motivation and his reasoning from the very beginning. Like you knew that he thought he was doing a good thing with, oh, you yeah. know, his whatever. And like, you could understand like not him per se. Cause like th- th- there are better ways to deal with things. Like those stones could have done more than just erase half a population. They could have fed people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he did, he's messed up in it, but the fact that you understood his motivation and you saw where he was doing and how he was and like he's saying like yes like that's a, that's a well-written villain but with the justice league like the whole time i was like why is he even here like why am i looking at him like i i know nothing about this this dude like i don't i don't care like i absolutely don't care and i have other ideas and emotions about this that I think we should just do like a mini episode where I rant about the Justice League. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so that was like the whole thing. Yeah. And so with the Moriarty, like that's, that's the one that stood, you know, out in my mind, because he's a smart villain, like, he does things for a reason and messed up reason, obviously, the villains, (laughs) obviously do things for messed up reason. But he's not dumb in his actions and like, his thinking and I don't know. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I always like the smart characters. They're my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing that you have to re- remember, which this is going to kind of lead into something else that Tess wanted to talk about. Ooh. So you can take the reins after this. <laughs> okay. but, um, I think it's really important to remember that like a backstory, understanding their motivations and stuff can explain why they're the way that they are, but it doesn't justify yes, yeah, exactly. their actions, you know? And I think that's a really important distinction. A lot of times people get caught in this trap that it's like, oh, but they're just like that because of, you right. know, blah, Poor, blah, sad blah, boy. backstory is. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, but that villain still did these horrible yes. things. Just because you know why doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> right. So... Anyway, more ranting ahead. <laughs> Is it my turn to rant? Can yes. I rant? Yeah. Okay, so I already ranted about my Slytherin, um, me putting myself into the Slytherin shoes. But when we talking about villains, I cannot like talk about it without getting a little riled up about like a certain trend 
that's originating from like a meme that I see going around. And I just like, I want to stop and shake people and be like, no, let me explain. Let me explain. Um, but anyways, okay. I'll start with, this is like the meme that I see going around. It's going to be controversial because I know a lot of listeners will be like, no, I saw that meme. And like, I really want, no, I totally yeah. want that. Okay. If the meme is something like this. It's like a hero would like, this isn't exact, but the hero would leave you to save the world. Um, but a villain would destroy the world for you. And I'm like, okay, okay. First of all, <laughs> that sounds all romantic and stuff. But the thing that you have to understand is there's a difference between an antagonistic character, a morally gray character, and a straight up villain. Mm-hmm. Sure, a straight up villain, there's all these great backstories about how like he's destroying the world and killing all these people for the women he loves. But the thing is, in a lot of those, an actual villain doesn't actually care if you like him back. He doesn't actually care if you want the world destroyed for you. So I'm like, I want to be like, no, you don't want, because the, the, it always leads into like, I want more books where the villain is the, the love interest. Like, no, you don't. You want a morally gray bad boy yes. who, you, who the character likes, or if it's like an enemies to lovers thing where you start off not liking him, but then you are totally like attracted, but it's wrong. But then you get together and then he destroys the world because you want him to destroy the world. But if a, a villain, an actual straight up villain is not going to care if you even reciprocate his feelings and he's probably going to kill your family right alongside the world. Right. So like, I know, I totally know what people are asking for when they're like, yeah, I want more books like this, but I'm like, it's not a villain. You're not looking for a villain. You want yeah. that broken bad boy with wings yeah. and dark that you hair. Can fix. Yeah. yeah. You want to fix yeah. him. And then, yeah, maybe go do some morally gray stuff together. Like, sure. That sounds really <laughs> <Yes>. fun. <laughs> oh, that, that's what we're yeah, calling it now. Like, or you want him to, yeah. Yeah. you want him to like, plan to destroy the world but have you come to him yeah. ulteriorly to be like don't do it and then he's like okay like, you right, changed right. me yeah. I now see that the world <laughs> is like good. it's yeah. okay but yeah because if you go to the thing where like the it goes back to like the Kilgrave thing where he thought that he was like doing you know he's like oh yeah no I, I totally I don't remember the story in the line exactly but I do remember that there's a part where he's like no like you were into me and she's like no I wasn't that's what a villain does. They don't really see your perspective like that. So if you're like saying no, and he's like, no means yes. Come on, baby, let's blow up the world together. <laughs> yeah, yeah no thing. I know, I, I love it. I also love her facial expressions. She's, her whole she body's does. in it. I get really amped up about it. And I haven't had anyone to talk about with this. So every time I see that come up, I'm just like, oh, I just want to talk about this. And I just want to go on like this mile long like post to be like, first of all, blah, blah, blah. Here's my Hermione know-it-all session. Um, so you guys get it instead. Yay. Yo, we, hey, we agree yeah. with yes. you. Oh, okay. I cast, I can't No, 100%. Yes. Yeah. No, I hate that when people want the villain and I'm like, Really? You want someone who's going to put, like, yeah, he's going to destroy the world for quote unquote you. But no, he's not. He's just destroyed the world because he wants to destroy the world. It's just like, oh, and yeah, maybe she'll be impressed by that, too. I hope. He's blaming it on you. He's not trying to do it for you. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Mind blown. That was like the perfect explanation. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I rant to my mom about this all the time. When I see somebody posts something about it, I'm just like, mom, it's it's the same story, but let me just rant about it. She's just like, okay, honey. <laughs> like, I need to. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's 
You don't really want the villain. You want somebody who has been hurt enough that they're making bad choices, but then, you know, with the right person on their side, they start making the right choices. Yes. Yes. Which is a great story. Like, I love that because Mm. it shows that people can change and they can grow and they can, like, become better. Villains don't become better. Sorry, guys. They just don't. They just want to villain everything up and leave it in ruin. (laughs) Leave it in ruin. See, like that. (laughs) And if there's a redemption arc, it usually means that there, like, rarely is. I mean, I can't say it it isn't done, but Mm -hmm. if the villain is the villain, they're usually not the ones who get the redemption arc because then what's the end of the book? Like, usually the Mm -hmm. end of the book, there is like the big bad there's the main boss like maybe the person who is like an antagonistic character usually ends up being like a minor boss i'm talking in video game terms i don't even play video games <laughs> but that's how i think of it is there's usually like the minor characters and then there is like the big the big thing and Overall. i think that it, like, like star wars yeah. i feel like that's the one yeah like there's like you <laughs> most well known yeah, especially, especially with so many people wishing that there had been a redemption arc for uh kylo ren is that his name? Oh, true. I was thinking the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. much better. Yeah, exactly. Is, it does have the big bad, plus it has the redemption. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. see, that's where it was, like, well done. Where, like, and, you know, it started with thinking, like, like that's, like, oh, that's the big bad villain. But then he gets a redemption arc. There's still a bigger one. So I can see it happening with redemption arcs if there's something bigger. Um, so, you know, it can be done, but... I think the interesting thing with redemption arcs is there's kind of a rule that your villain has to be more powerful than the hero. Uh, otherwise, the hero's just going to win. Right, right? yeah. <laughs> it's not a story unless unless you have this greater thing, you know, this greater evil that you have to defeat. But the, the problem with the redemption arc is once that villain's gone – or once the villain is redeemed, then the story is over. So a lot of times, yeah, like Tess said, they do kind of take care of that where there's a bigger, more evil right. person beyond the beyond the one who gets the redemption arc. Well, the other way around to, that is that you, know, you then have one of your redeemed villains henchmen to then step up and go, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to carry on and live yeah. your yeah. vision. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever evil, mean thing exactly. you're going to do. And but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another reason why a lot of times the redeemed character dies is because if they're that if they're so powerful but then there's still more stuff that mm. has to happen to defeat the great evil then it's like well we can't have this super powerful character around that could just do it in 3 seconds so we have to kill yeah. off the redeemed <laughs> right. character you know they get their redemption and then they're dead yeah. you know yeah. so okay so then my question is how powerful should a villain be then I I mean I think it goes along with that where it's you know, it has to the villain has to be more powerful than the heroes. Although it's cool because it doesn't necessarily have to be the same kind of power. You know, maybe the villain has magic, or maybe the hero has magic and the villain doesn't, and that can be a compelling mm-hmm. story too. That the you know the villain uses other resources. You know, maybe it's the villain is really smart, like you yeah. were saying, Valya, or. Um, I don't know. I guess there are just a lot of different ways that the villain can be powerful. No, I was just thinking like about it, but because you can't make your villain too powerful either, because then your hero overpowers your villain and you're like, there's no way 
this would yeah. ever actually happen like you know so you have to actually it can't be hopeless right exactly you have to put like limitations on the power you give your villain um that's true because there has to be a way even if the villain has magic and the person doesn't or you know there there has to be like a way to work around that so they can't be like an all doing all-knowing villain or whatever <laughs> That is true. I can think of a series that, a TV series that I'm like, that villain was too powerful and it was stupid. It was just, like, you know, it is. It's hopeless. It's Wait, so what's, what TV series? I want to know. Oh, it's Stargate. Oh, <laughs> yes. Anybody knows yes. that. It's older. It's kind of older. But um, not the not the original villain, the Gould, but then like the Ori, the Orisai. What are they called? Ori. It's been a while, anyway, but yes. They're, they're like these godlike mm-hmm. beings, and they are just, they're just so powerful. <laughs> it's like, how are they even going to defeat yeah. them? Right. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like, TV shows are hard because they thought the series was going to end, but then they got renewed, so then they had to create this new villain. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's not like they did the best they could, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I do think that it was not as compelling as the original villains that they had. That makes sense. Yeah, my dad and I used to watch that show. He he watches all of that and, like, the, the Star Trek Enterprise that one of our queens, like, mentioned to us. And she's like, nobody else yes. has watched it. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm still angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um that's true like yeah it can be too it can be a godlike creature that's for sure because like yeah i mean they can be but then you just have there to has to be like a something that the hero mm-hmm. a way to overcome that you have to have that hope still that there's a chance to win yeah yeah i mean it, it the power of the level the relative power levels change over the course of the story so it can be a way to show the hero's character up yeah. that at mm-hmm. the beginning they are hopeless and they can't do it and then they learn whatever blah 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 <laughs> it is relevant to that world and then come come the end they have overcome all their inner demons and whatever else and and they now have the the strength to overcome the villain as well yeah that's true i mean because that is so true because in that final fight obviously you know they're gonna win so whether that's through the power of having like friends that help you or through the fact that you've like overcome whatever to be Mm -hmm. able to have the power to do it or you know whatever there can be a lot of ways but yeah or you've been at school and you've learned how to use your magic or your you know book smarts or whatever you've got so that you can better yeah smart characters on both sides is the best story (laughs) like it it really is exactly so yeah well i mean that was fun I like like really enjoyed that conversation, <laughs> which is really funny because I didn't even plan it for it to kind of work off what we talked about last week with a different group, which was the anti-hero thing. And it was interesting because Kristen gave us a definition of a villain versus an anti-hero because we were even confused and we didn't realize it uh, when it came to like the definition of the two. So that was like a really good conversation because it worked off really well off of what I learned last week. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> perfect for our listeners. You, we did it totally mm-hmm. on yeah, purpose. Because we're smart characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. But yeah, in the next episode, uh, we're going to dive into another one of the tropes discussions, which 
you know, I nerd out over all the time. Uh, but for those of you who are new, this is how it works. Each of us will pick a different book to read this week, all following the same theme. If you follow us on Instagram, which you totally should, obviously, um, you can leave your guesses in this week's post. Uh, but we're going to go around the room and tell the listeners what we're reading. So, Kay, what are you reading? I will be reading Serafina by Rachel Hartman. Okay, Tess, what about you? I'm reading Talon by Julie Kagawa. Clary? I'm reading His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novik. Hey, and I'll be reading Scorched by Mary Monkussy. I can never pronounce your name correctly. I'm so sorry. Um, maybe this one is an easy trope to guess. I think we had a few that were kind of easy to guess, but it's such a fun one. We have to do it. So yeah. I'm excited. Yes. If you want to know more about us, definitely make sure to give us a follow on here and on the Instagram. We're doing weekly takeovers and sharing all kinds of bookish fun things. So, you know, don't miss and out. And our Instagram is Reading Queens Pod. I was getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Kay's got my back. We're good. No, you're good. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to Reading Queens. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We greatly appreciate it. Then stay tuned for next week and happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.